Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tabitha Croc, and every Monday, we talk to a different community member here in North Idaho. And then we end our weeks with something I'm passionate about, the adventures, outdoors, and sports. So follow along to hear some amazing stories and meet some very interesting people. And I have Justin Kutcher with me, and he um, currently works for the NBA, um, but he has, I met him 10 years ago, um, wow, that ages us, and uh, <laughs> he was working for ESPN then, um, and then worked for uh, Fox, um, so I guess there's a lot going on there, but just kind of tell us about what you're doing, what you're up to, and a little bit about yourself. Uh, what I'm doing, what I'm up to right now is nothing, um, because... <laughs> There are no sports to be broadcasted. Um, so literally, uh, for the old, first time in my life, I think for the first time in everyone's lives, there's no live sports. And um, that's how I make my living. Uh, so, you know, that's unfortunate. But, um, you know, that's, that's the small thing. I think it's going to come back sooner rather than later. And the great thing is once it comes back, um, it means that, society is back and yeah. sports provide an, an outlet for people. And, and I think that's why the last dance about Michael Jordan and the bulls is such a great thing right now, because it reminds people that, you know, sports are entertainment. It's a chance to, to get away from what's going on in your life and just enjoy an hour, two hours, three hours for a game or for a documentary like that. Um, but, but yeah, you said it. I, I broadcast now for the Washington Wizards. Um, we played the New York Knicks on a Tuesday night. On Wednesday night, I was going to pick up some dinner, talking to my parents as I was walking. And my mom said, uh, the NBA season was just suspended. And I said, no, no, mom, just a game in Oklahoma City was. And she said, no, it's across the ticker that seasons is suspended. And I go, um, I'll call you guys right back. Made a couple of phone calls. We were scheduled to fly to Boston the next day to play the Celtics uh, two days later. And I said, I guess we're not going to Boston. And nothing has happened since. Um, well, as far as basketball, everything's happened since. The whole world has been shut down. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been weird. Um, but I just try to keep a, a positive outlook on this whole thing and, and try to tell people that you just kind of have to weather the storm. And, and that's been my approach is I'm not going to freak out about it. I know we're going to come back. And when we come back, hopefully people realize how good we have it and, and truly appreciate that and get out to stadiums once they're allowed to get out to arenas once they're allowed to and be respectful and and enjoy sports and life the way they're meant to be enjoyed oh i agree um yeah the last dance i was thinking about as soon as i watched the first two episodes i wanted to have, like go outside and shoot basketball like that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what i was like why do i want to do this so bad um so how did you get into so you do play by play um how did you get into this line of work um well uh unfortunately um neither one of my parents are very tall and i did not have the height gene uh so i i my chance of going pro in basketball or baseball were, were pretty slim 
and sports have been my life since I can remember. So for me, it was how do I stay involved with sports if I'm not playing? And I thought about being a sports agent. Uh, no joke, I saw the movie Jerry Maguire and I said, nope, not doing it. <laughs> um, I was a sports editor of my high school paper and I loved that and I wrote. And when I went to college, I intended to be like a studio host for like the NBA on NBC or something like that. Um, but I got involved in a student radio station and my freshman year, I was going to the studio to engineer the game. I show up and my sports director says, hey, go jump on the train, get to the arena. Our analyst didn't show up for the game. So I do that, I show up and it was Hofstra against BU. Um, Jay Wright was the head coach of Hofstra, now at Villanova, has won two national championships. Speedy Claxton was the star for Hofstra, played in the NBA for many years. And I just get right in there and I'm the analyst. And I felt like I was playing. Like I saw every defense they were throwing out there, whether it was a 1-3-1, a 2-3, a matchup. And I'm literally saying what they have to do where each player has to go. And it felt like I was playing again. And I'd missed, I'd missed that feeling so much that as soon as I did that game, I said, this is it. This is what I'm doing for my career. Because I knew I needed to be involved in sports. And I missed playing so much that doing play-by-play -play gave me the fix, made me feel like I was part of the game. And once that happened, um, there was no holding back. You know, no matter what, I was, I was gonna go for it and do whatever I had to do to 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 get there. And for some reason, it's worked out. I can't explain it. Um, I'm incredibly lucky, and fortunate, and I I know that I appreciate it all. Uh, I joke around because my dad used to always say, "What's your what's your backup plan?" And I told him, "I go, I don't have one." And he said, well, you have to have one. And I said, dad, I can't, because if I have a backup plan, I'm not going all in on this. And I have to go all in on this. And speaking of the last dance, Michael Jordan, there was a video about him years ago called uh, Come Fly With Me. And in the video, they interview his dad to explain Michael's height, because nobody in the family was above six feet. Yeah. And Michael's dad said, I think God looked at Michael and said, if I don't make him 6'5 or 6'6 and a basketball player, he'll starve to death. And I joke around saying, I think God looked at me and was like, if I don't make him successful as a broadcaster, he's going to starve to death. So <laughs> thank you, God. <laughs> I love that. Um, so if you could give your, um, a younger you uh, one piece of advice. So if you could go back and to give a younger Justin a piece of advice, what would that be? Um, it wouldn't be career. It would be personal. And it's funny because I'm incredibly hard on myself. I demand and expect a lot from myself in all different facets of life. And I think sometimes that can hinder me while at the same time, it can motivate me. So um, I wish I could have a bit more balance and understanding, 
of maybe patience and you know it's going to sound stupid but I, I see it all on the golf course like i know what i can do and if i don't do that i get really ticked off um could i somehow channel just that that drive to to be like all right it's it's okay let's try this as opposed to cursing myself out and calling myself all different names um but at the same time i think it's that drive and that determination that has allowed me to get to this point so it's kind of a catch-22 um but career-wise i'm lucky i loved every stop along the way um i think for younger people uh they want everything right now mm -hmm. and part of what makes this whole career so great is the journey doing minor league baseball for 500 bucks a month when my rent was 465 working 52 straight days pulling tarp i didn't do it often but i did um riding on the bus with a team for 16 hours to go from winnipeg to joliet illinois um all that stuff it was it was so much fun and and I wouldn't trade that. I, I, I really wouldn't. Um, and now getting to do what I, what I do and, you know, you fly in a team plane or I, I fly for Fox to go do a game and, and they basically roll out the red carpet for you. Um, I don't take that for granted because I remember riding that bus. I remember grinding and, and being at the ballpark every day. And so career wise, like there's not, much that I would tell my younger self because I told my younger self back then always say yes just yeah, say yes great. and when when you get the opportunity make the most of it mm, that's perfect advice that's awesome um so what is your favorite sport to um to do I've always said it's baseball and basketball uh, those two sports uh, I played so much of them growing up. I've watched so much of them. And now I've had the chance to call so much of them that it's never work. And I try to tell people all the time that find your passion. Whatever it is you're passionate about, go for that. Because if you're able to, to make your passion your career, you never have to work. Yeah. And that's, that's what I have. Like, I, if you gave me a roster right now for a basketball game and the team stats, I can go and call the game because I'm going to call what I see and I'm going to engage my analyst. If you give me a lineup for baseball and I put in their stats, I could know nothing about those teams, but I'll go call the game because it'll just talk baseball. And, and that's when it's, it's my job, but I love it. And, and that's what I try to encourage people find what your passion is because it makes life a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're in quarantine, you can still golf and uh, enjoy life. Yeah. Um, well, that's actually, it's funny you say that I can golf. Yes, but no, I'm not enjoying life because I'm playing so crummy. Um, <laughs> But I'm lucky, again, I'm lucky because, you know, I left DC um, because of the situation up there. 
I was able to come down to Charlotte, North Carolina, where my golf course and my driving range are still open. And so I spend all my days there and the weather's been nice. And so I've joked around and I feel bad saying it because I feel like it's me being insensitive, but if my golf game were better right now, like I'd be okay. Um, I'm single. I don't have kids, a girlfriend, anyone. I'm not cohabitating. Um, So it's not like I'm, I'm going nuts. Um, (laughs) It's true. You know, so I, I feel for all those people. I mean, I've got three siblings and they all have kids and it's, it's tough. I mean, the homeschooling, it's, it's real. And, and I'm not, personally experiencing that. So mm-hmm. I don't want to sound insensitive to, to other people's plights and, and what's happening. I just happen to, again, be lucky. Yeah. What's the first thing you're going to do after this is that all the stay home is lifted? What's the first thing you're going to do? I would say play golf, but we already know I've already done that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Probably go to a restaurant. Yeah. I'll meet up up with somebody and, and just go, go grab a drink and, and sit down, you know, have a seat in between us. Um, You know, who knows, but um, yeah, it'll, it'll be to go out for dinner. I'm, I'm someone who, who won't be afraid, I guess is what I'll say is Mm -hmm. um, I had a conversation the other day on the golf course where someone said, we'll never shake hands again. And I go, yes, we will. I said, I'll shake your hand right now. And they said, what you will. And I go, yeah, I'll wash it, but I'll shake your hand. Um, I said, but we will get back to that. And Mm -hmm. there will be parts of life that will be different. Um, But we will get back to shaking hands. We'll get back to hugging people. Um, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I guess I'm one of the few, but, but I truly believe that will happen. Yeah. All right. Well, leave us with one piece of uh, positive advice right now, especially with everything going on, leave us with one piece of um, something positive. Um, one thing that I've tried to do is take advantage of the opportunity. And that's always been my philosophy. It's why I said, always say yes. When someone asks you to do a job, say yes. So when I was in high school, my senior year, and I was doing a senior project with a minor league baseball team, they said, hey, we need you to answer the phones. I go, okay. And to me, I looked at that as an opportunity to A, learn everybody's name in the office, and B, work on my diction so that I spoke clearly so people could understand me. So that was an opportunity. So right now, while we're still quarantining or, or um, social distancing, what have you been putting off at home? What have you been putting off that you said, man, I wish I had the time to do this? Figure that out and do it. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I hope we never have something like this happen again. And I don't think we'll ever have the time to get this stuff done. So I've been rearranging my house. I've been cleaning things out. I've been throwing things out, getting things ready to bring to, to Goodwill or the first tee and all that kind of stuff. Um, getting all my finances in order, getting like my documents in order, 
figure out what it is that you want to do, make a list. And there's a satisfaction of checking it off when you do it. And, and I really am someone who I use my phone, the notes section to figure out what to do today. One day at a time, figure out today what it is you want to do and do it. And when you do it and you feel accomplished, you can smile. And everyone right now needs to smile. I agree. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Have this a good day. Fun. You too. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tabitha Crock, and if you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify to keep up to date on every Monday and Friday. Monday, we will talk to a different community member here in North Idaho, and then we'll end the weeks with the things that I'm passionate about, traveling, outdoors, adventures, the van life, sports, and of course, some current events. So thank you so much again, and we'll see you next time.